Last week, Pastor Faye walked us through Matthew 12, 30 through uh, 37, as we uh, considered the unforgivable sin. Today, I would like to uh, pick up where uh, Pastor Faye left off by going backwards. Uh, Joe just read for us from Mark 2, 23 through 38. We looked at the parallel passage in Matthew five weeks ago. And today I want to dig in a little bit deeper on the topic of Sabbath, which forms the backdrop for both of those uh, passages. This is not going to be a comprehensive discussion of Sabbath. There are going to be lots of uh, loose ends, which we may potentially uh, develop uh, further at some later date. Now then, before we move on, I want to let you all know that I'm making uh, some assumptions. I'm assuming that I am talking to uh, family members. I am assuming that I am speaking to others who have responded in faith to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I am assuming that I am speaking to others who desire to follow Jesus as his uh, disciples. Now then, if you are feeling like a, a frustrated follower, that is okay. If you look at the uh, list of assumptions on the uh, screen and you're thinking, uh, that doesn't sound like me, uh, there's another deeper uh, conversation that, that we need to have uh, later on. At the end of Matthew 11, if you want to uh, flip back there, we read, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. At that time, Jesus went on the uh, Sabbath through the grain fields. Two reminders which you've probably all heard before. First of all, the uh, chapter and verse numbers which help us to uh, navigate uh, through the uh, scriptures were added much, much later. In Matthew's original text, this is one continuous uh, document. The uh, second thing is that you will recall that Matthew's account is arranged thematically. It's not arranged chronologically. If you want chronological, look at Mark, look at uh, Luke. Matthew places the events and the uh, teaching sessions in the order he does because he is telling a story that he is hoping makes a point to his readers about things that he learned during the uh, three years that uh, Matthew was walking with uh, Jesus. So why does Matthew recount what happened on this particular Sabbath day right after Jesus has just cursed uh, Capernaum, offered uh, rest to the uh, multitudes. I mean, what is the uh, connection here? Question. I would like a uh, show of hands here. How many of you feel rested today? This is more honesty than I was uh, expecting. How many of those of you who raised your hands uh, did that just because you know that's what you're supposed to do in church? <laughs> okay. 
how many of you can identify with this picture? Not that picture. This picture. Yeah. How many of you can identify with that one? Okay. Uh, I, I'm seeing a, a few hands. Um, I was actually anticipating more. Uh, so how many of you are feeling uh, squeezed by the uh, circumstances around you? If uh, Jesus is offering us rest, why do some of us feel so overloaded? We have news feeds, we have Twitter feeds, we hear the voice of Siri and Alexa nagging us. Uh, Facebook has been uh, superseded by Instagram, which is now supplanted by TikTok. We want faster internet, and we got, or some of us got frustrated uh, when we went to bed uh, uh, Tuesday night, and we didn't know how all the elections uh, turned out. Uh, we have uh, more bills for more things, filling our inboxes and our mailboxes, for those who still get uh, snail mail. Uh, it used to be that the richest uh, folks on earth were uh, billionaires, now we have trillionaires. Prices are up, mortgages are up, wages are stagnant, drug overdoses are on the uh, rise, especially among uh, adolescents who have now uh, surpassed uh, us uh, over uh, 70s with their uh, suicide uh, rates. Uh, those kids nowadays really do have it tougher than we did. Don't let your parents or your grandparents tell you otherwise. We used to have a new crisis every few years. Now it seems we have a new crisis almost uh, every day. Is it any wonder that we might be feeling just a little bit overwhelmed? So if we look at the uh, passage in Romans, how are we supposed to let uh, God remake our whole attitude? Please turn off your electronic devices. Welcome to one of the means that God has given us for renewing our minds. Now, if you will turn, not scroll, but turn with me to the end of uh, Genesis chapter 1. It is so good to hear pages turning. This technology still works. Genesis uh, 1, uh, picking up in uh, verse uh, 31. And God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed, and all their hosts. And by the seventh day God completed his work which he had done, and he rested on the uh, seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Remember, 
the uh, chapter and the uh, verse numbers were added much later. What we have separated as Genesis uh, 1, Genesis 2, it's part of the same ongoing narrative. So if you've been uh, trying to figure out uh, why the uh, first part of Genesis 1 or Genesis 2 sounds a little bit abrupt, it's because you uh, stopped reading at the chapter division. Now, the word translated blessed carries the idea that God praised the seventh day that he bestowed goodness and special favor and honor on that seventh day. The word that's translated uh, sanctified means that God set that uh, day apart from its usual state or condition for a special purpose. So what's so special about that day? What did God do on that uh, seventh day? Okay, the better answer, Wayne, would have been, uh, that's a trick question and you know it. Uh, yes, yes, he did rest. He, he did rest, but he did something much more significant. Now, did God, uh, was God tired? No. So why did he rest? Uh, did he need to take a day off? So what was he uh, doing? If we go back and see what God was doing in Genesis 1.31 and 2.1, we see two things. First of all, God is looking over everything that he has created, and he is saying, all that is very good. The uh, second thing that uh, uh, I noticed is that it appears that God's creation was really only truly completed after he had re-examined his creation and declared it very good. So why do you suppose uh, uh, God did that? Was God on some sort of an ego trip? Who else was present at that time who was made in God's resemblance? There you go. Is it possible that God rested and reflected on the seventh day not so much that it was something that he needed to do as that he was giving Adam and Eve a demonstration of what they were designed to do on that seventh day? Because... Adam and Eve needed to uh, maintain their uh, bearings. They needed to uh, maintain their uh, focus on him. If uh, they uh, took their uh, focus off of him, all you have to do is read uh, Genesis chapter 3 and see what happens. And perhaps this is what Jesus, who created man and established the uh, Sabbath, uh, was getting at when he said the uh, Sabbath was made for man. He would be in a position to know that if, in fact, he was the one who created man and who established the uh, Sabbath. And notice that God introduces this blessed, special seventh day before sin entered the world. 
This is not some sort of a, a remedial measure. This is not uh, something that God does, uh, well, now that everything is messed up, I guess uh, we uh, need to uh, uh, teach these uh, folks to uh, uh, do something. This was part of God's original design for man. Turn to Exodus 20. Here we have the Ten Commandments, most of which begin with the words, do not. This commandment does not begin with do not. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and, all your, uh, and uh, do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath. To the Lord your God, in it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your cattle or your uh, sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired. Therefore the Lord uh, blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So what do I notice about uh, this passage? First of all, as we have uh, just seen, God is not introducing anything new. Uh, if you look at the wording, the end of Genesis 20:11 looks a lot or the end of Exodus 20:11 uh, looks a lot like uh, uh, Genesis 1:31 and 2:1. Uh, Furthermore, the first word in verse 8, and the only word that is really an imperative, a command, is remember. Never forget. Always think about, always call to mind. God created man in his resemblance, but he created man with limits. And one of those limits is we can only remember so much for so long which is why God, uh, who created us, who knows us, uh, uh, starts out with uh, the uh, command, remember. Second, in verse 8, Yahweh uh, commands his people to keep, to maintain, to preserve the uh, Sabbath as a special day. At the end of uh, verse 11, Yahweh reminds his people that he is the one who made this one day out of seven special in the first place. This was a day that God stepped back, looked at his creation, and said, this is all very good. This seventh day is the day when Israel is supposed to step back from their routine, look at and admire God's creation, then worship their creator. Third, the uh, Hebrew word uh, Shabbat is almost identical to the Hebrew word meaning to cease or to desist. So yes, they are refraining from something, specifically work, because let's be honest, if we're busy working, how well are we going to be able to focus on God, on what God has created, and uh, worship him. Israel needed to uh, stop and remember 
we need to uh, stop and uh, remember. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Now, if you haven't noticed, there, there, there's a recurring theme here. Actually, there, there are a couple of them. Deuteronomy 5, we have the Ten Commandments restated because uh, 40 years have uh, passed and uh, people have forgotten. Observe the uh, Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. We've seen that before. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you so that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well with you. Okay. So what are you supposed to be uh, doing on that day? And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God uh, brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm that th therefore the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Here, the imperative, the command, is to observe. Amen. Thank you, Wayne. I am glad that there is someone here who knows how to recognize an imperative when he reads one. Observe, keep, guard, protect, preserve the Sabbath. Now the wording, the word observe can be uh, translated guard, protect, uh, makes it sound like the uh, Sabbath might be under attack. Wasted question, what could possibly disrupt our practice of Sabbath? Siri, I don't hear you. Again, we see the emphasis on intentionally remembering. This is not just uh, take the day off and uh, sit around. Remember, because we are forgetful. In Exodus, God is uh, calling Israel to remember him and his creation. Here in Deuteronomy, Yahweh is calling Israel to remember him and his redemption. How often do we take intentional time unplug from everything else and focus on what God has accomplished in our redemption. So, wrapping up what we have read about the uh, Sabbath in Genesis, Exodus, and uh, Deuteronomy, here are two easy questions. Is God's main point that the work week uh, should be no longer than six days? No. Uh, is Sabbath just another word for a day off? No. Uh, if you did not get uh, those answers, here is the answer sheet. <laughs> Vicki, Paul, did you ever uh, let your uh, students look at the answer sheet? No. 
Okay. Um, okay. God, God, in his grace, allows us to look at the answer sheet. Here we are in Isaiah 58. If because of the Sabbath you turn your foot from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor it, desisting from your own ways, from seeking your own pleasure, and speaking your own word, then you will take delight in the Lord. Um, yeah, I've hit uh, stretches in life where uh, Lord and delightful don't always fit in the uh, same uh, sentence that may be indicative of uh, something. And I will make you ride on the heights of the earth and I will feed you with the heritage of uh, Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. It is a done deal. So whose day is it? It's the Lord's. According to Yahweh's uh, word to Isaiah, it sounds as though Sabbath is not just another word for day off, uh, when you can do whatever suits my fancy, your fancy, our fancy. Let's go back to the uh, text in uh, Mark chapter 2 that uh, Joe read uh, earlier. These questions are going to be a little bit harder, just to give you a uh, clue. And he was saying to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the uh, Sabbath. Consequently, or your translation may say, so then, or therefore, the Son of Man is Lord even of the uh, Sabbath. So... According to Isaiah 58, uh, 13, whose day is it? Okay, and by, well, uh, break down the next question to make it easier. Uh, who is claim Jesus uh, claiming to be? Lord of the uh, Sabbath. So if the uh, Sabbath is uh, uh, Yahweh's uh, day, and Jesus is saying, hey, I am the Lord of the uh, Sabbath. What does that make uh, Jesus? Okay. Actually, there are uh, three uh, uh, correct answers to uh, that one, uh, Wayne. He could be a liar. Uh, he could be a uh, delusional uh, schizophrenic, or he might, he might actually be Yahweh. Those are the only uh, three uh, possibilities. So if we look at these uh, two verses, without going back to uh, Isaiah and uh, Genesis and Exodus and Deuteronomy, they might appear confusing or even uh, contradictory. Wait a minute, Jesus. You said that the uh, Sabbath is made for me, not me for the uh, Sabbath, and now you're claiming uh, to that it's uh, your day. What, what's happening here? Well, now we know what's happening here. So uh, putting the uh, pieces uh, together, Jesus is telling the uh, Pharisees, and he is telling his guys that he is the creator, that he understands our limits, 
and he understands what the Sabbath is all about because he's the one who designed it and he gave it to us, complete with instructions, for our benefit, for our good. Okay. Um, is this all making uh, sense? Okay, thank you, Wayne. Um, I want to make sure uh, that you're with me uh, because we're going to shift uh, gears here. To summarize, the uh, Sabbath predates the law. The Pharisees did not invent it. Moses did not invent it. The Sabbath predates sin. God gave mankind a demo on how to do Sabbath while Adam and Eve were still in their original condition. Sabbath is intended as an opportunity for mankind to refresh his relationship with God by remembering him, specifically by remembering what he has done in creation and what he has done for our re redemption. So, if everybody is with me, we're going to move on. Turn to Exodus chapter, or Leviticus uh, chapter uh, 25. And when we get to Leviticus uh, chapter uh, 25, we're going to see Yahweh establish another rhythm. So Leviticus uh, 25, beginning with verse 1. The Lord then spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai, saying, Speak to the uh, sons of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I shall give you, then the land shall have a Sabbath to the Lord. Six years you shall sow your field, and six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its crop. But during the uh, seventh year, the land shall have a Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your field nor prune your vineyard. Your harvest after growth you shall not reap, and your grapes of untrimmed vines you shall not gather. The land shall have a sabbatical year. Now, Mrs. Bobbitt, uh, sabbatical is the adjectival form of the noun Sabbath. Am I good? Okay, amen. Uh, and, uh, and all of you shall have the Sabbath products of the land for food, your, yourself and your male and female slaves and your hired man and your foreign resident, those who live as aliens with you, even your cattle and the animals that are in your land shall have all its crops to eat. So... Now we go from Sabbath, one day a week, to a sabbatical year, and God is establishing a new rhythm here. In addition to uh, taking a break from their regular work uh, routine one day a week, devoting that day to remembering and uh, reflecting on uh, God, his creation, his uh, redemption, Yahweh instructs his people to take a break every seventh year. Now, if you compare the wording 
of Leviticus 25, 6, and 7 to what we read earlier in uh, Deuteronomy uh, uh, 5.14, they look suspiciously uh, similar. I think we have a common thread going on here. Both passages indicate that foreigners, slaves, and critters were to be involved in this uh, time of uh, rest. Well, does your ox really appreciate the uh, sabbatical year? Maybe, but the main thing is if you're not, uh, uh, if your ox is resting, you're not plowing. Don't overthink it. I am uh, suggesting that the uh, observances for both were intended to give Yahweh's covenant people uninterrupted, intentional time to reflect on their God, their creator, their redeemer. And this seventh year was not just another way of sending, saying extended vacation any more than the uh, Sabbath was another way of saying day off. So was there an additional purpose for this seventh year? Wayne, have you been reading my notes again? (laughs) If you have, uh, computers aren't really that secure. So dropping on down in Leviticus uh, 25, you shall thus observe my uh, statutes and keep my judgments so as to carry them out that you may live securely on the land. Then the land will yield its produce so that you can eat your fill and live securely on it. But if you say, what are we going to eat on the seventh if if we do not sow or gather in our crops, then I will so order my blessing for you in the sixth year, that it will bring forth the crop for three years. When you are sowing the eighth year, you can still eat old things from the crop of year six, eating the old until the uh, ninth year when the uh, crop comes in. The sabbatical year was a longer break from the usual work routine. But like the uh, Sabbath, it was not merely an extended vacation. It was not just an exercise in soil conservation. The sabbatical year gave God's people an opportunity to experience and rejoice in his provision. So how does this uh, relate to uh, where uh, we started? If you go back to Romans 12.2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Remember that I asked earlier, uh, you know, God is saying, don't let the the world squeeze you into uh, uh, its mold. Uh, You need to have your minds renewed, and I said, so how in the world uh, does God expect us to uh, do that? Sabbath is part of that mental renewal. It is part of the process for periodically stepping out of our usual routine to focus on Jesus.
Back to Mark 2. And it came about that he was passing through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples began to make their way along while picking the uh, heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, see here, why are they doing what is not lawful on the uh, Sabbath? If you would have asked any of the Pharisees, then present, what was going on, they would have said, well, these guys are harvesting grain. That's work. That's not what the uh, Sabbath is for. Well, that part is, is correct, but you're missing the uh, point. If you would have asked any of Jesus' guys, what are you doing? They would have said, well, we're spending time with Jesus. Didn't you hear what he uh, just said about something greater than the temple being here? Don't you know that he's the son of God? Guys, Pharisees, what's the uh, Sabbath for? It's time for spending, it's a day for spending time with God, and that is what we are doing. Same scene, different uh, understandings. The uh, Pharisees were missing the uh, point of the uh, Sabbath. Now, none of us would make that mistake, would we? Turn to the end of uh, Luke uh, chapter 10. This is a uh, story that uh, most of us have uh, heard from the uh, time that we were in uh, beginner's Sunday school. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who moreover was listening to the Lord's word, seated at his feet. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to help me. Is it possible to be so wrapped up in working for Jesus, in serving Jesus, that we lose sight of Jesus? Now, this is just one uh, case study. And yes, Pastor Faye, I am going medical here. Jesus would indicate that it is so, it is possible to get so wrapped up uh, in activity that we lose sight of him. After all, Martha is doing the Lord's work. We might even be inclined to commend her for doing the Lord's work. But doing the Lord's work was drawing her attention away from the Lord. And you saw the uh, consequences there. 
But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only a few things are necessary. Really, only one. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Spending uninterrupted, undistracted time with Jesus is the one absolutely necessary part if we are going to experience the rest that Jesus offers in Matthew eleven twenty nine. Now then, we live in a world that worships the God called productivity. And the measure of our devotion to the God called productivity is activity. And unfortunately, in the uh, church, and I am speaking uh, in the uh, church at large overall, is that we have fallen for a deceptive message. We think that uninterrupted busyness is okay so long as we are busy in the name of Jesus Christ. Now then, God has created us with limits. If we try to exceed those limits or if we try to pretend that uh, we are somehow exempt from those limits uh, based on what we're doing, which after all is a good thing, we will burn out physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, or all the above. We have seen this in our practice. Within the Church of uh, Jesus Christ, we see Believers are burning out. I, I've just had it. I am tired. I am not going to be wasting part of my Sunday with those people. We see uh, youth workers uh, burning out. We see Sunday school teachers uh, burning out. Uh, we see uh, deacons burning out. We see elders burning out, and we see uh, pastors burning out. We've seen this happen right here at FBC before. Your elders understand that we are tasked with watching over your souls. We recognize that we will be called to give an account for you all. And uh, we desire to do this with joy and not with grief. And to that end, we keep an eye on one another and we look out for one another. Now, I am going to confirm something that you guys have expect, suspected for years. Um, I occasionally had patients uh, ask me, Dr. Knorr, are you uh, getting uh, uh, 
seven to eight uh, hours of uh, sleep every night. Dr. Knorr, are you exercising at least 150 minutes a week? Well, no, not really. Why not? Because I'm either worried about my uh, patients or uh, taking care of my patients or, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on what, uh, uh, how they're doing, not how uh, I'm doing. And after all, isn't that a, a good thing? Um, elders, deacons, ministry leaders are a lot the uh, same. Uh, they may be uh, telling you, you need to uh, take uh, some time off. You uh, need to uh, uh, spend uh, some, some time alone with uh, Jesus. Do they always do it? No, because they're busy. Um, as we have been keeping an eye on uh, one another, we have come to the uh, conclusion that Michael Lewis Faye, who has been at this work for 12 years needs to take a break from activity to uh, focus on some uninterrupted time with Jesus. He does not uh, think, and we do not uh, think, that, that his recuperation is going to uh, require a uh, full year. Um, not uh, the uh, Leviticus uh, 25 uh, sabbatical, but uh, we are planning on a 16-week sabbatical to begin May 1st. Yes, that's uh, almost uh, six months away. As we saw this morning, uh, Sabbath is not just a day off. A uh, sabbatical is not just an extended uh, vacation. Uh, Michael needs to uh, step away from the buzz and the busyness to uh, turn off his uh, phone, to unplug from the internet so that he can have the undistracted time with uh, Jesus that uh, he knows and we know needs to happen. We're going to be uh, hearing more about that over the uh, next uh, six months. In the meantime, if you have any questions, please talk with one of the elders. Okay? Now then, there's another practice which has been given to the forgetful followers of Jesus by which we can remember him and the deliverance that he accomplished for us. Each week here at FBC we uh, come to the Lord's Supper and as we uh, take the bread and the fruit of the vine we recall his body broken for us and his uh, blood spilled out for us. If you are a, a follower of uh, Jesus Christ, if you have experienced his deliverance, we invite you to come to the uh, table. Um, if 
you are sitting there saying, I don't know what this whole uh, body and blood stuff is about. Uh, I've never really identified myself as a, a follower of uh, Jesus Christ, but I don't want to look like that left-hand uh, picture. I want to look like that right-hand picture. Then uh, we need to uh, talk afterwards. But uh, right now, those of us who call Jesus our Lord will carve out a few moments to take a break from our routine and remember him. Lord Jesus, you are our creator. You know our frame. You know that we are forgetful dust. You know that we have limits, and by your grace, you laid down your life that we might have life in you. You have given us the means, like your table and your Sabbath, to step away from our busyness and to remember you. Lord Jesus, we uh, pray that uh, this would become, that this would continue to be a part of our deeply, richly ingrained pattern. And we thank you for your uh, generous goodness. Amen.